In a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia, and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. Yeah, misinformation. Let's see if we can help spread some more of this. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. This is how it begins. Oh, honey, that's all pointless now. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, we are gonna get down with a sickness. And I know I used that for an intro on another episode, which I think was the zombie one, but it works so much better on this one. Because on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for the 2019-2020 coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> Clear the room! Oh my god! Sanitizer! We need sanitizer! Beep! We lost him! Oh my god! He coughed and... Wait, did you... Oh god, we need more sanitizer! Gloves! Where are the gloves? I'm out of toilet paper. What are we gonna do? I don't know I don't And that's what the coronavirus sounds like. Yeah, I pretty much, I think we've done. <laughs> so yeah, what the fuck is going on at the moment? I know, what the <laughs> fuck happened? Last thing I remember, I was looking forward to eating Easter eggs and now I can't go outside. Yeah, I know we've tried as a podcast ignoring this for a little while, but it just seems to keep getting like bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I think coronavirus is officially everything. Yeah, everything, well, it's affecting everyone in every way. A lot of people are out of work. Most people can't go outside and this is worldwide with the exception of I think Belarus and Puerto Rico and that's because they have dictators they said no it's fine just keep working might be some problems later down the road but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it yeah how is coronavirus affecting your life at the moment because I've said on this podcast probably like an episode or two ago that I'd recently enrolled in film school you did where I used to go into film school and they would teach me stuff now I sit in my office chair and I've learned about Zoom well, that's a kind of film, right? Yeah, but I hate Zoom. <laughs> that's true. And you probably can't see the quality through the internet of what you're trying to learn. No, no. It's it's all changed. The world has changed. So I've spent a heap of time in my house. So you have no reason to leave the house right now. I think I've gone to shopping centers, like, to get food and stuff like that. As we've all done. But aside from that, I can't really think of anywhere that I've gone. Oh, actually, no. Recently, I did have probably the most horrible thought that you can think in the pandemic at the moment. Oh, yes. Which is, I think I'm getting a 
toothache. <gasps> Which the question going through your head is the one that went through my head right then of like, what do you do about that right now? Yeah, because dentists are just closing down. Well, I did call my dentist and they did happen to be open at that time. Cool. And I'm like, look, this is getting really bad. I've got to come in and see you about this. And the system that they have in place at the moment is I'm not allowed to just go up and walk into the dentist. I have my appointment time. At that time, I need to go park in the car park there and give them a call. They will phone me back when it's okay for me to come up to the door where there'll be somebody who's wearing gloves and a mask and everything who takes my temperature. Wow. And gives me some hand sanitizer. And if I pass the whole temperature test, now I'm allowed into the dentist's office. Oh, how much pressure would that be? Like you're in pain and you're like, if I'm too warm, I'm not going to get this pain fixed. And then that's going to make you sweat. It's going to make you heat up. And the more you try to calm down, the hotter you're going to get. <laughs> I was a little paranoid about that. Like you're sitting there when they're taking your temperature. It's like, but I feel fine. Am, am I fine? Maybe they're, I have a temperature without knowing it. I'm going to die with tooth pain. Oh, that's a horrible way to go. So I don't want everything to shut down because I've never wanted the apocalypse to happen while I've got a toothache. I know. Wouldn't that be the worst? Oh, it's awful. I imagine that whenever the apocalypse goes down and I'm probably going to have diarrhea. <laughs> it happens more than you'd realize in survival situations. Because if you have to go out and eat food you're not accustomed to, like wild nature stuff, you get diarrhea. Oh, definitely. So chances are when everything falls apart, we're all going to get diarrhea just from what we're eating and plus the panic to the system. You throw that on top of there's already like, you know, zombies or whatever's killing you. And now you just kind of like, you don't feel nimble. You don't feel like you want to play anymore. Why do you think everyone's buying up all the toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> I did hear a good story about somebody who went back to Woolworths after they had bought something like four and a half thousand rolls of toilet paper and marched in there and said, I'm actually entitled to a refund on all of that. And Woolworths no. apparently told them to go fuck themselves. I have heard this. Yeah, they issued a thing. We won't be refunding anyone <laughs> for your stupidity. Which good on them. I support their decision in that. Big exactly. plug to Woolworths. Yeah, good on you. Sometimes you got to show some balls. Yeah, and any other stores doing that, fuck the hoarders. We couldn't get toilet paper for ages because of those douchebags. Make them suffer. What I would have loved to have heard as a crescendo to that story is the person wheels in this how many toilet rolls? I think it was like four and a half thousand. Four and a half thousand. They wheel them in in crates on pallets. Yeah, hello, I'd just like to return these items for a full refund. And they went, no, you're an idiot for buying them. Now on your way. And then they grabbed that little stick thing and go, attention all shoppers, there is a free giveaway of toilet paper <laughs> out the front just to see this guy go, no! <laughs> Though I'm surprised that the guy didn't TP the Woolworths. Well, it's kind of hard to TP a Woolworths. I mean, he's got much the supply though. Well, it's much higher roof and what if it's internal? I mean, he's got enough to at least try. <laughs> no, my life's changed a little bit. I have probably got it worse than most people. You see, my car broke. Like my transmission got real stuffed. So I had to buy a new car. So I have a new car now, right? <laughs> right before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. I picked it up on Saturday, went to work on Monday, and then I had nowhere to drive for the rest of the week. <laughs> Got a new car. I'd like, I drove it like three times. Was there part of you when you had to come over and do the podcast tonight? You're like, oh, I get to drive my car. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, get the money's worth. The dealer called me like a week later, like a week after picking it up going, how's it going? I'm like, I don't know. What would I know? Who's driving? What I'm getting at is I'm doing it tougher than most people. <laughs> I mean, spare a thought for me. When you're at Centrelink getting your free money for like not working, think about the guy who has to work from home now because he's not allowed to drive his new car. Yeah, way to make us relatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I still have a job, which is a good thing. Are you working from home now? One day a week I go to work and you regress very quickly. I would say I am so much happier working from home. <laughs> it's great. Ali's there all day with me and I'm really enjoying that. It's so great. Like at first, all the gigs got cancelled. Yeah, you don't really do stand-up anymore, but neither does anyone else in the mm. world. So that kind of like evens <laughs> yeah, it no. out. You've now got just as many gigs as Chris Rock. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is how it begins. But yeah, I was working every night. I was either doing some improv or some stand-up or some sort of rehearsal. Every night. Now I'm home every night and almost every day. And it's just been so great. I've like catching up with Ali. Like, hey, how are you doing? What's happening in your world? It's weird how much it changes your plans. Like you would sit there and go, no, I've got to do my improv. I, I can't miss a class. But as soon as Corona tells you, guess what? You're missing all classes. You're not missing them. There aren't any. And it- before you just thought like, no, I can't miss it. But now it's like, eh, it's acceptable. At first I freaked out and I absolutely lost my mind because like I'm working so hard. I'm finally getting some friction and this is like the whole world has stopped me. This is all a big conspiracy to stop me from succeeding. But I got over that like everyone else. And I think it's the perfect thing that the world needed right now as far as failing. Everyone, like they've got a business or a job or a project that they've been struggling at. And you know, they didn't want to admit that it's a failure. This is your out. This is where everyone gets to go, oh yeah, I would have succeeded, but you know, the coronavirus, I guess I'll just have to do something different now. That's just how I'm having to deal with life. Yeah, I was going to be the next big pop star, but that coronavirus, oh, really ruined my tour. (laughs) And it's the same for every uh, big company. You're going to notice like not only is the stock market plummeted because of blah, blah, blah. At first, the stock market plummeted across the world because all the smart businessmen, I don't even know what to call them, CEOs and stuff, figured out they had finally a legitimate reason to post losses for a quarter. Every correction that we ever needed to make that we've been cooking the books to cover up, we can all do it right now. You've got to do it. Dump it in the coronavirus. Yeah, coronavirus. Because if someone goes, well, I bought shares in this company, but the dividend's not very strong. Oh, the coronavirus, mate. So you reckon the stock plummet is because there was like a great cleansing in the business world? Yes, the very first part of it. The first thing they did was go, seriously? Because I've been lying for like a decade. (laughs) We can finally bring it back. In fact, they've probably cooked it further the other way to make it look really bad so they can get whatever benefits they want out of the governments. And then when they're making money again, they can then show record increases. It's a whole conspiracy. I have very little faith in humanity and its goodness. <laughs> but I also had a dental appointment, but it's my gum guy. Your gum guy. You have a guy who specializes in just your gums? Yeah, I got a gum guy. You like, leave those teeth alone. You're just here for the gums. That's right. Hey, 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 you didn't study bones. You studied tissue. Yeah, don't you comment on my mom. I don't want to hear about brushing. You only get to talk about floss. <laughs> it's called a periodontist. <laughs> of course there's a name for it. I don't know why I'm yep. surprised with that. <laughs> <laughs> of course there's a name. Hey, what do you study? Gums and stuff? Like a dentist, but like less teeth? See, I wonder if it's going to get to like a specific point where you have dentists that only specialize in the front two teeth. <laughs> Hi, I'm an incisor dentist. <laughs> so what'd your gum guy say? Well, they had to cancel the appointment, obviously. Because <laughs> gums aren't crucial at the moment. Yeah, gums are non-essential. What I've heard from my dentist peers is that they can do emergencies, which I think yours constituted. Yes. Mine was the final checkup, closure, if you will, on a long thing that I've been going through with my gums. See, I had a gum problem, which I didn't realize I had a problem. I saw this thing on the internet. You've probably all read it somewhere where a person is told, you know, on a scale of one to zero, how much pain do you feel? It's like, oh, just the normal.
normal amount. Yeah, the normal amount should be zero. <laughs> and that got to me on a very deep level because I totally forgot you're not supposed to feel pain at all times. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm in pain, but that's background. I'm always in pain. That doesn't constitute, you know, like, oh, it's not my back. It's my whatever. But my gums were pretty bad. I didn't realize that gums actually, like, yeah, they bleed, but only if I, like, touch them with anything. So I went to the dentist to get that checked on and they did, like, this test and, like, I couldn't see what she was doing in there, but it essentially, she said, it's just a test. And then she went forth and started stabbing me with needles in my gums, just shoving full fucking disgustingly long, huge thick needles like stabbing my gums you got acupuncture for your gums that's what I thought (laughs) turns out she was just lightly touching my gums with like a little thing that wasn't even sharp oh wow and I'm like feeling like I'm just being stabbed it's like she took a bunch of syringes just shoved them in my mouth and then uppercutted me shut and she's like I'm just lightly tapping that shouldn't hurt you at all and my mouth's bleeding from it I swear I'm being stabbed so that's when I realized I had a problem (laughs) so I had these deep cleans done by this guy comes in and um, they numb up your mouth and they get right up in the crevice, the the nook between your tooth and your gum. You don't feel anything, but it makes sounds you don't want to ever hear inside your mouth. Uh. Horrible. And I had to do a bunch of these. You had to do them one quarter at a time. And this was my three month checkup afterwards. This was my closure to say, your gums are officially fine again. Like, they are fine. I don't feel pain in my mouth. I've got other places I feel pain still, but that's not a dentist anymore. That's it's like a chiropractor or something. <laughs> so this was going to be my closure of like, congratulations, go forth, your gums are fine. And I've been robbed of that. <laughs> See, when they cancelled it, you should have just said to them, I bought a new car for this. <laughs> <laughs> now where am I? Now I'm going to have to find somewhere else to drive to. <laughs> I mean, I do get excited for any opportunity to leave the house. Yep. If we're out of milk or something like that, my ears prick up and I'm just like, oh my God, I'll go get it. <laughs> Is this as of now? Yeah, this is only now. Before I'd be like, milk, Oh, I don't want to go get that. I had to leave the house, go down to the Woolworths. But now I'm like, I get to leave the house and go down to the Woolworths. <laughs> this is great. Stand 1.5 meters from everyone in the store. I had to vote. Did you have to vote with the, the virus? Yes, I did. Because we had a local election. And while the rest of the governments of this country were saying, hey, you know, like social distancing, don't go out if you can avoid it. Maybe don't go to work if you're not essential. Look, you can't go to your grandparents' funeral, but you still have to vote. Yeah, and we will fine you if you don't <laughs> vote, because I need my job. All right, so I went to do the voting, and the line was around the block. Like, it, w- it was a small block. You got to go all the way around, went all the way back to these dumpsters. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a huge voting line. But I forgot that everyone's, you know, the two meters apart. So really, it was like a really short <laughs> line. It just moved. Within like a minute, I was in there. Went around the corner, just boom, 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 boom. And that even feels like... Like a little while ago when everyone was a little more lax about it. Like exactly. it goes down very quickly. Mm. Like we're recording this on the Friday the 17th. Yes. So like all the social distancing things that we know apply to that. Like what do you reckon are the chances? Because we released this in like what, two days? Yeah. What crazy shit do you reckon can happen? <laughs> well, I think we're in a good position. Very rarely have they released any of this over the weekend. Yeah, that's true. Usually like Monday morning. So it'd be kind of like tomorrow they would be like, guess what? Now you can't leave your house or you'll get shot. If you're listening to this Sunday, cool. But if you've waited a day, it's probably completely irrelevant. You may as well just stop listening now. But I have heard a lot of in the news and I heard this like 
like as recently as last night that we're hitting the peak of it or the apex, whatever they keep calling it. Which just means I think that's the maximum number of cases. Yeah. And then it's got to go down, right? That doesn't mean we get to go back outside. Yeah, but I want to go back outside. I'm getting sick of this social distancing <laughs> crap. Yeah, it's taken a while for it to actually click in because I've only really had like good stuff like, oh, I just get to stay home and hang out with my girlfriend. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm never home. This is great. Oh, I have to watch TV shows. Oh, this is terrible. It became real for me. And Ali, I might add, because she works from home. This really has not impacted her at all. <laughs> like there's very little things that has made a difference in her life. <laughs> she only found out the virus was going on yesterday. Yeah, because I was <laughs> She's like, why are you home? <laughs> Don't you have a job or something? Like, you know, pandemic? Pan what? <laughs> no, what happened was um, we go bushwalking occasionally. And there's a good place up Mount Nebo she likes to go. And we went up there. And when we went there the first time, suddenly it was packed. Because now that everyone's in lockdown, everyone exercises. Well, at five o'clock around my neighborhood, I just see like heaps of people jogging around. Never seen so many. And as I've uh, been driving to work, you just see them everywhere all the time exercising. It's crazy. So we went bushwalking, went back the second time and we went in and out. And when we came out, cop car drove past. This is out Mount Nebo and got in the car. And as I'm driving along, we drive past the cop car. It's on the side of the road. And as we drive past, pulls out behind me and then pulls me over. And then this very lovely gentleman, young police officer man, he knew he had had something. Oh, he was so clever and he was going to give me quite the serving. He came out, asked, you know, can I see your license, mate? You know, in short, because they have a new system with the police now where they can read the license plate on the car and see who's driving it and where it's registered to and stuff. Now, this is Mount Nebo, west side, northwest side, as you call it. My car is registered at my mum's house because I register everything at my mum's house because I move because I rent, which is in Capalaba, southeast. Ah. The exact opposite side of town from where we are. So this guy thinks he's got me. He's like, uh, you still registered at uh, Capalabar? Yes, I still live there. Any reason you've come all the way across town, mate? Really, really rude attitude. Like, this is wrong. I went, oh, my girlfriend lives in Tawong. As soon as I said Tawong, his attitude completely changed. Hmm. Suddenly he went from like, mate, what are you doing out here? I'm going to tell you off. Suddenly I said Tawong, like, like he was trying to figure out if, what he could do from here in his head. <laughs> the sass had completely left his voice. Then he's trying to tell me like, oh, it's not all right if you, uh, well, I'm going to let you off on it with a warning. <laughs> but then he made a big point to say that my name's in the system now that I've been warned. So if I get caught doing anything stupid, they've already warned me. That's when I feel how real this whole pandemic was. When I was warned and told I've been put in a system, I spent my life keeping my name out of systems. <laughs> You're now in the corona system. I know, I've been officially warned. And yeah. that's the most hilarious thing to me too, because the one thing that it really has affected Ali with mm. is now we can't go bushwalking. Because <laughs> he told us that even though Tuong is pretty close to Mount Nebo, it's not close enough. You have to be a local. You have to live on the mountain to walk in that bush. Yeah, you can sort of do a walk around your block now that's the rules that's what they're saying and so this is real and after that moment she's suddenly aware of the <laughs> pandemic and everything that's going on yeah i was kind of like you it wasn't until i was told i couldn't go into film school that where i was just like holy shit this is actually real yeah <laughs> before that it was just something i was seeing on tv and the internet <laughs> happening to you know other people less fortunate yeah i was looking at it going like huh you know tom hanks has it is that crazy <laughs> like even when i was told to work from home i'm like ah, oh, my boss he overreacts to things but hey i get to stay home yeah I wonder if cinemas will recover from this because they were kind of on the outs anyway. Like who goes to cinemas anymore? Yes, but no, I thought that too, but there are 
have been a lot of new cinemas put out. I think there's a trend of them coming back because of like, I think Marvel movies is probably the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, so but everyone's those. got flat screen TVs now and surround sound at home. Like, it's, mm, But they're yeah. trying to make it, it's an experience. And also then you get to see it first and get to be able to comment on it for that week with the other people who have seen it. And everyone else is like, I don't get the reference. And yeah. you cannot underestimate how much that's worth to a human being. <laughs> yeah, but nobody's going to want to sit like jam packed in a room full of like 30 other people anymore. You say that, but that right now and in, for the next six months, that's going to be like thought porn to people. Oh yeah, being in a crowded room. Oh, I can smell everyone. Colognes and perfumes. Oh, we're just like rubbing shoulders with people. <laughs> oh my God. The guy is like overusing the armrest next to me. Oh, can we do that? Oh, that sounds brilliant. Oh yeah. I've had like in this very room that we're recording in, I've had like five or six people sitting in here and it's like, I could not imagine doing that anymore. <laughs> Five or six people in a room of this size? No, that's a pipe dream. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe everyone's going to leave with, like, instead of being really eager to get back together, we're just going to be like, you know what? We're going to stick with the two meters. (laughs) Everyone, you get two meters. Do you know who I think really likes this quarantine? Dogs. They've never got so many walks as they have now. (laughs) I think a lot of the dogs are starting to get over it. (laughs) Like, it's been five walks already today, dude. Come on. Look, I know every time you've left for work, (laughs) I've been like, oh no, is this forever? Please. Please don't leave me. You're my buddy. And then when you get home, I'm like, he's back. But like, seriously, you can leave. <laughs> Look, now I haven't had any me time. Exactly. I realize how vital that was. But I really want to like, you know, sniff around a few things. I, I've got stuff to do and you being here is kind of getting in the way. I haven't had a chance to chew any of your shoes. I mean, I reckon that's what my cat's going through. If like he was excited at first going like, you guys are home every day. And now he's <laughs> like, you guys are home every day. Every day. They're still not leaving. Don't they get this is my house <laughs> I mean I even heard Shannon because she's working from home at the moment and I heard her talking to like one of her work people and overheard the whole like yeah Ben is here all the time now <laughs> or that pause <laughs> he's here all the time and I do think I am grating on her a little <laughs> just a little I have been described many times as a bit full-on <laughs> I think the catchphrase for Ali for the last two weeks has been, well, this is legit happening right now. <laughs> yeah, you thought the bushwalking was the biggest impact. It's just you being there all just, the time. There's just a lot going on. I imagine you're exactly the same for Shannon. Like, wow, he just doesn't stop, does he? He used to go away and do stuff elsewhere. There is moments where it does sort of test relationships. <laughs> Spending this much time together is kind of unprecedented. Oh my god I've been loving it It's been great getting to have some time with her Just by cancelling my dreams Mm -hmm. Has actually made things a lot happier My next door neighbours It's like a soap opera Okay so I've got these neighbours It's two guys uh, Gay guys I call them my (laughs) gaybers Politically incorrect But let's move on Well not really They're gay and they're neighbours They're gaybers That's fine I liked it Yeah (laughs) it's not detrimental I'm not being discriminatory They are gay They are neighbours It's not anything bad That's just how I describe them There's the young couple and there's the gabers that's either side of me and then on the other fence is the family so quick reference you know when ali says oh the neighbors did something which neighbors the gabers boom easy so the gabers right while ali and i have been enjoying our time together they have not (laughs) it has been like because you hear little bits and pieces and then we had the long weekend and one of them decided i'm gonna go in the backyard and i'm just gonna do a project 
for the entire long weekend. Because clearly being in the house with the other one was a little bit of a problem. That's it, I'm just gonna buy some fertilizer and I'm just gonna be in the backyard. Which meant that the other one would come out to him and their backyard is right next to our kitchen window. So this is like front row center for me. Even if I wanted to avoid it, I couldn't. It's like a television in your kitchen. It really is. If I want to use the tap, this is all I can see and they can see me. And, and even, there's nothing else on. Exactly. <laughs> and even if I was in the living room, I'd still hear them. And so I can hear my neighbors arguing. You did it. I know you did it. On my mother's grave. Oh, on my mother's grave. On my mother's grave. I'm like, oh my God. I love that I'm not them right now. Because <laughs> being stuck in a house with someone who has decided, you know what? I'm just going to spend the next whatever amount of time just arguing and attacking you. You can't leave. <laughs> you have nowhere else to go. In fact, you're required to stay with that person. <laughs> it's like legally mandated at this stage. Exactly. We're all definitely discovering things. I saw a cool thing on the internet about wives who have discovered who their husband is at work <laughs> because they're all doing the teleconferences from home. They're all working from home so they get to see it. My husband's the let's put a pin in that guy. <laughs> put a pin in what? What thing? What are you putting a pin in? You never put a pin in anything in your life. My husband's the just one more question guy at the end of the meeting. <laughs> oh, you hate, hate that guy. Yeah, don't you hate that guy? Imagine you found out that Shannon was that guy. You've been married how many years and like she's working from home now. You just hear her go, I know the meeting's over, but just one more question. Like, wouldn't you kind of reassess the entire relationship? Oh no, I definitely see a difference in like work Shannon. <laughs> really? There is this zone in our house that has now become Shannon's office. I mean, you saw it earlier tonight yes. when you came here. When she walks over that border, that's a different person completely. Oh wow. <laughs> like her demeanor, her posture. Her... <clears throat> yeah, she comes all corporate all of a sudden. <laughs> that's hilarious. I'd love to have a recording of that. Just to watch from like Kaz Shannon walks over to like Superman going through the, the phone booth. There's even times where like I listen to him like, wow, if you were that assertive with me, I would listen more. <laughs> but no, yeah, it is interesting learning more about your significant other during this whole epidemic. The two predictions that have come out from it, there's going to be a lot of babies in about nine months. And also you don't know how to test a relationship until you've done this. Also, I know single people and yeah, I do. It's true. I know people who are single and they have told me that it's just shut their game down. Oh, it definitely has. Like, how can you flirt from 1.5 meters away? Exactly. And even like the Tinder people, like you know, all the apps or whatever, like suddenly the girl who was okay doing those unspeakable things to some random dude she met in a club won't go to a stranger's house. <laughs> now you care? Corona wrecked everything. Yeah, yeah Tinder's got to hate Corona right now. You were doing drugs off a toilet seat and now you're afraid that some guy has a cough. But do you think that we'll all be more germ conscious after this? Do you think this will have a permanent effect on humanity where we're all scared of getting sick from each other. Because mm. I remember before people would go like, yeah, I got the flu, but I still turned up to work. It but then now how we view viruses, the guy who turns up to work with the flu is a dickhead because he's spreading a virus. He's on the virus's side. Yes, but also because we're kind of required to. The only reason that guy's rocking up to work sick is because he either won't get paid or because the boss is going to make him feel like a dick for not rocking up. Yeah, but all that might change now we've gone through that this would be pandemic. Good. Like, but then that costs businesses money and that's where the whole concept falls apart. Oh wait, we got to pay for that. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but it might be like the environment where they fight it at first
first, but eventually they had to cave in and go like, all right, everything's environmentally friendly. You have brought up a good point. I think the environment's doing a lot better now. (laughs) There's way less pollution out there at the moment. Because that's the weird thing that I've thought is not only are we quarantining from Corona, we're quarantining from a whole bunch of other things. Like what if you're a house burglar right now? You're completely out of business because everyone's home all the time. Yeah, you have to go like rob commercial properties, industrial areas, and like that stuff's hard to move. There's a lot of computers out there. You know what? You know what? You figure it out yourself. You do your own market research. I shouldn't be giving out those tips. And even churches are closing down. That's one that surprised me a lot because I always thought that religious people were stubborn in the way that they're just like, we don't need medicine. We need God. Which they all were until they were legally told to shut. I think that's what happened. And we've joked about it before. Exactly like that. The religious people going, no, God will heal everything. And the government went, well, you know, everyone just don't gather in large groups. Yes, but we have faith. All right, look, just go home. It's not real. <laughs> just, <laughs> and we will pass a law saying it's not real. Look, this whole thing's kind of a scam. So look, but th- th- this is serious to you guys. This is a pandemic. Oh, and the amount of things I've seen about televangelists asking for their coronavirus checks. Oh, so when you receive your coronavirus money, send them my way and I will get rid of the virus with my religious powers. Oh, uh, that's horrible. I'm just amazed that this is a thing. And people are like, yeah, I'll send you my money. Misinformation is like spreading out there like crazy though. Oh, I got an email because we occasionally do get emails into the wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Write us an email, guys. I say we get emails, but we never really legitimately get emails. We get a lot of spam. But I did recently, well, we did from this. So you're uh, you're actually in on this. Oh, sweet. So I should let you know, we at Wikireview got a email from the World Health Organization. Oh, cool. Who? The World Health Organization. Yeah, who? Ha, I just got that. Hey, hey. (laughs) You heard it live, people. Oh, we're quite a bunch of characters in here, aren't we? Yeah. Good old-fashioned Ivor and Costello. <laughs> but no, the World Health Organization is swinging into action and you're entitled to $50,000 US per week. Nice. In a relief grant in the bid to control the spread of COVID-19. So basically for every week this has been going on, we're actually entitled to $50,000. Oh, cool. And it's been back paid? It'll be back paid. So and that's US. So that's like 80 grand. How long has this been going on? Like three weeks now? Four weeks? I honestly don't I think know. It's like 90 days or something we're into this. So like really? three months. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Not us have been in this for three months. The pandemic started, I think, February? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how much money we're entitled to. Just a lot. They give us a lot. I mean, it's not real. Who cares? It's not <laughs> happen. But I think that's too much money to not chase up. Well, all we have to do is send them our full names, contact address, our occupation, phone number, and valid identification. I can do that. I have those things. And then I'll get 50 grand US per, per week. week. <laughs> I mean, it might be a scam, but what if it wasn't, Ben? What if it wasn't? Would you want to miss out on that money? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, but pretty sure. What if it's not? What if it's that 1%? This is the long shot, man. I mean, I could retire. But where are they getting all this money from? Economies are collapsing all over the place. And everyone's talking about pulling funding to the World Health Organization anyway. So if there's anything they don't have, it's spare money right now. Yeah, but that's why they're pulling the money to give it to me and you because they said that they're trying to stop 
stop the spread. It's a bid <laughs> to beat the spread because they're gambling and the spread is like how many points you get and they're trying to make a bid to beat it because they're trying to pay us to like do it. Maybe we're the key. Are we like the golden child? Are we the, the Keanu Reeves character? Because that would be really cool. See, I do look at those things and we do laugh and joke about it, but I wonder if anyone actually takes that seriously. I reckon there would be. I mean, spam works for a reason, right? There's got to be a reason people keep doing it. Yeah, because I can't imagine knowing the person who's like, oh my God, I can't believe the Prince of Nigeria has reached out to me. Again, this time for sure. And this one is just slightly more believable than that. I think there's just a lot of people out there who are either low intelligence, geriatric, you know, just people like that, you know, just idiots and such, you Mm. know, um, chumps. See, the religious one you told me, like when you were saying that guy's like, send in your Corona checks, that actually kind of made me mad a little. It does, (laughs) because it's a horrible thing. Like, there are so many levels that that's wrong on, and he knows it. Ah, it's awful. But it's just as believable and makes just as much sense as that spam, (laughs) except he doesn't pay tax on that money, and he gets to say it on live TV and nothing happens to him. Do you reckon now that churches are closed, though, sex crimes against children will drop? I'm thinking very carefully (laughs) how to respond. (laughs) Because yes but also there's the sad thing that um, kids will be at home more like one thing that has happened uh, domestic violence has spiked in the last couple of weeks yeah because people are, like we said people are stuck at home with their spouse That's- no I could see how like problems like that would go like crazy in this time it's yeah. the weird like people are locked together yeah but that's yeah that's what I wanted to talk about because yeah they shut the churches but um, that pedophile guy got out of prison yeah Pell yeah and then he got to be on TV for an interview I remember in one episode you said he could listen to our podcast. I did, didn't I? You gave him permission. Yes, I did. <laughs> Which I was iffy about it. <laughs> and for the record, I'm still sticking to that stance. Which is fair enough. I'm I just... mean, I do like more listeners. Don't get me wrong. That's right. But he never, like, he didn't come on our show. Yeah. He went on, like, 60 Minutes or something. Yeah, they interviewed him. In fairness, if, like, he said, like, you guys can interview me, I'd be like, fuck yes, that sounds like an interesting interview. Oh, wouldn't we? I mean, I'd be like, you know it's not going to be in your favour, though, right? <laughs> like, we're not doing, like, an Ask Kissy interview. <laughs> Like, at best, you're going to have a 90-minute conversation about which was your favorite Terminator. <laughs> but that's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> but then when he picks his favorite Terminator, I'd be like, so, like, okay, you like Terminator 2 better, but what's better, Terminator 2 or a young boy's penis? Go. Did you, did you like yeah, did, <laughs> did you like Terminator 2 because the boy's in it? Was it the fact that there was a young boy? Yeah, we weren't interested in Terminator 1 because that's a fully grown man and a fully grown woman, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you like his friend with the mullet more? Or were you more? Do you go more the undercut kids, or what's your what's your deal? Because no one's done that interview where they've like talked to a pedophile and asked them what their type is. <laughs> yeah, that very rarely comes up. Even he would be listening to the interview going, "This is absurd. <laughs> I can't believe it." <laughs> I do like that you could lull them into a false sense of security of like, so yeah, so what's your type? No, I didn't do anything. Yeah, 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 we all get it. But like, you know, if you could pick, right? Like if you were in charge, if you could pick. And just to hear the absolute horribleness that would come out after that. Everything about this is horrible. (laughs) I don't like this. I don't like that it was only in there for six months. So we've really just talked about like our personal experiences so far and haven't even touched the The page. page. Because it is something that is affecting everyone on a very personal level. The fact that everything else we've really looked at has either been at least for one of us 
completely objective, subjective. Mm. It's had nothing to do with us. This is something that every single one of you who is listening right now is affected by it and in your own unique way. I've even become a rice hoarder inadvertently. Wow. We had a problem at one stage where we were looking for rice. We went from store to store and couldn't find a bag of rice. And eventually we found a store that did have many packets of rice, but they were all 20 kilo bags. Oh dear. And Shannon and I were just looking at it going like, do do we need 20 kilos of rice? And it's like, the choice is 20 kilos or nothing. It's one (laughs) or the other. You don't get- (laughs) You don't get to choose a reasonable amount of rice. (laughs) So now you have a big ass bag of rice. Yeah. So we have rice in a lot more of our diet than we used to because we got 20 kilos we got to get through. Rock on. All right. If I need rice on that. (laughs) Also, it all happened coincidentally to me because I had to get a new car. I'm really poor now. So I went to stock up on like noodles and baked beans right as the pandemic shopping's happening. So I'm there getting tins of what's left on the shelf Filling my cart with like cheap food, like long lasting food and cheap food go hand in hand. So I look like a prepper (laughs) and everyone's giving me that look and I'm sort of like, no, I'm not crazy. I'm poor. (laughs) Like, I think we've all gone through that moment of when you finally got toilet paper again. And then you have that like, oh God, I got toilet paper and everyone can see me with toilet paper. They think I'm one of those people. I'm not one of those people. I just need to shit. I did go in to get toilet paper and saw like some rolls there. I'm like, oh, finally, maybe I should buy a couple but then when i went there there was a sign saying limit one per customer and i'm like huh get the hell out of here oh that that sign was there for you i do know some people who are preppers because they're scared of the preppers yes the second evolution we have to get the stuff because people are gonna get the stuff i have a friend who bought like five packets of those frozen veggies because he noticed the last couple of times he went into the store it was always cleaned out and he's like well i don't want to just get one and the next time i go back to get them there's none these people Mm. are all idiots and so he He's prepping because of the preppers. It's Which, kind of like this full circle thing. And everyone's done that, I think, because they've gone, oh, we've nearly ran out of toilet paper, so we want to get a little extra. They're not letting you. No, the science do change. It's been interesting going in week after week to see what different thing is there and not. <laughs> the noodles all disappeared for a bit, and then they slowly started coming back, like, because there'd be big empty shelves, and then one kind of noodle would come back, and now we're back to all the different kinds of noodles. Yeah, because the preppers are stocked up. They don't need it anymore. And the way they refilled it, they obviously went, just get one kind of noodle we can't fit them all on the truck but we've got to have a noodle a oatmeal a rice thing and now there's a limit of like you only get one or two they call them meal bases Mm. which i think it's yeah the jar stuff that Mm. you add i think that's what a meal base is it might be rice i don't know i don't know what a meal base is i'm just glad i wasn't buying one because it said only one meal base and i'm like is is this a meal base am i getting a meal base right now i don't know i'll just (laughs) Do what I'm doing and someone will have to tell me to stop. And do you know one thing that anytime I think of the coronavirus, I all I will think of? What's that? Which is something that you're probably out of the loop on because you're not a Netflix person. Ah, yes. Have you heard of Tiger King? I have heard this over the last two weeks. That's all anyone's ever talked about. <laughs> Tiger King, man. <laughs> Everyone's on about this Tiger King. Is it a documentary or is it like, it's a real guy, right? It's, it's a real act. guy. It's a documentary. It's not just a real guy. It's there's several people who they follow in this, but there is the main guy who is the tiger king all right and he's just the mullet guy who's a bit rednecky yeah and owns like 50 tigers he's an openly gay hillbilly polygamist so he has multiple husbands who are these young guys who they're straight but meth is a thing yes it is so that's how they end up in that relationship so he gives them meth to do gay stuff they're gay for drugs yes so gay for drugs that they're now married yes to this, all to the one guy, which if you're a straight guy 
who's only marrying and having sex with a guy for drugs, you'd be pretty happy as a polygamist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, share that around, dude. Yeah. Like, I've, that's all I'm there for. And at the time of shooting this... Uh, at the time that they're sh- like showing the documentary, that guy's in prison for putting out a contract on someone who owns a rival tiger park. Okay. And the person who he put a contract out on is some woman who may or may not have killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. That's the Carol Baskins? That's that one, yes. Because, yeah, the internet's a weird creature where I just see a lot of people saying Carol Baskins did it. Yeah, it's kind of this weird documentary where it's... Spread over like six or seven episodes And every episode it tells you this crazy thing And then goes, oh, but that's not even the crazy part yet (laughs) And it just keeps building on itself To the point that it becomes like this weird like soap opera Of all these like rival (laughs) tiger parks And how they hate each other I love that, like, here's a crazy thing That's not the crazy part of this story This is where we're starting (laughs) Polygamy in the tiger world is apparently a big thing What? There's a guy who has, is it Polygamy or bigamy? What's the one where you have multiple husbands or wives? Bigamy. Bigamy, yeah. Polygamy is when you just have multiple partners, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Because there's another tiger guy who has like five or six wives. See, I was going to say at first, like, what is the relationship between tigers and people who need to have multiple wives? But it's not a causation thing. It's a correlation. It's just that generally speaking, I think dudes who have the need for a tiger and the wealth for a tiger feel like they're going to cross those together like I want a tiger and I will pay for one tend to be the kind of rich dude from the kind of religion where you kind of have multiple wives a little bit I mean I think there is tigers do attract women because that does come up in the documentary because there's this guy who steals the tiger park off the tiger king okay how do you steal a park he tricked him into like signing it over to him for legal reasons oh my god and then soon as he signed the paperwork he's just like get out but this dude really wanted like tigers so he could roll around vegas with tiger cubs and he's just like that's how you get women women want to see the tiger cubs you tell them come back to my room you can play with the tigers there is no underestimating how much effort a guy will put in to get laid if he thinks he's got a thing yeah he stole a tiger park to get laid that's apparently attracts boys from what i hear (laughs) or drugs do uh and there's this great dude who's like missing both his legs and so the whole documentary you're just thinking tiger right yeah it's about episode six that you find out no I got that from zip lining I landed funny (laughs) (laughs) that's the worst story ever zip lining I landed kind of funny and so I lost both legs but yeah you see missing limbs and you go well tiger right why else I mean if there's a one armed crocodile feeder you assume a crocodile (laughs) ate that arm you do make assumptions definitely (laughs) that'd be the kind of guy where you go yeah he can keep working in my park I want people to think that don't ever tell them the real reason and that is the theme of that documentary. Every answer to every question just makes you go, what? <laughs> That's so much worse. I have more questions, not less. Uh, I mean, I do remember when one of the people was introducing themselves at the start. It was one of the guy's boyfriends or slash husbands. And he's saying like, yeah, I do have a bit of a crazy backstory. And I looked at Shannon and went, you know what? His backstory involves meth. I bet you. <laughs> you could look at the teeth and you could read meth. It. There is no way meth is not a part of this guy's backstory. <laughs> <laughs> and you were right? Oh, yeah, straight away. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I mean, that's why best. he was married to the Tiger King. So the Tiger King has like meth. 
Yes. So he's a drug dealer. Um, no, he just takes drugs and gives people drugs so they'll have sex with him that's, and marry him. That's one way to do it. And he's also a country singer. Of course he is. <laughs> that one Because why not? <laughs> you can throw that one in in any of this and it's all fine. Like, that's not the shocker. That's, like, to be expected. Like, of course, yeah. Yeah, that lines up. It'd be weird if he wasn't. I mean, he's sort of a country singer. Like, somebody else sings and he lip syncs in the music video. Oh my God, he is so gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? So yeah, it's an interesting and weird world. Like that's the thing. I've watched so many crazy things on Netflix since this pandemic has started. And I think it's weird that global pandemic is announced. All right, everyone goes and buys toilet paper and then they watch a guy who owns a tiger do meth. <laughs> like this is what everyone did. That's what we all did. You can never predict humanity, you know? <laughs> uh, I watched the weirdest movie though the other day. It's called The Platform. It's on Netflix. I've heard that name. I don't even know if I would recommend it or not. It's this weird out there movie. But the concept is kind of interesting. What it is, is it's this huge tower that's a prison. So on each level, you're in a different room that's a prison. And you can be on level like six, or you can be on level 40. It goes all the way down to like into the hundreds. But what happens is on level zero, right at the top, they prepare this awesome banquet, this huge table of all this delicious food, heaps of food, more food than you could possibly eat. And then they send it down on an elevator to the first level where they're allowed to eat. And then when they're done, it goes down and it goes down. So you only get leftovers of the leftovers of the leftovers, depending on where you are. Yeah. So if you're down on like the lowest levels, none of the food actually makes it down to that level and you starve. And you're in your room on your level for a month, in which case you'll be knocked out and wake up on a completely different random level. Completely random. Completely random. So there's no thing you can do to to improve your status. Nope. It's just randomly. That, that's odd. And so you just have the descending food and that's what it all centers around. Like people when they see they're on level 200 will like hang themselves. Because they know they're going to starve. Yeah. Wow. So it, everyone can see what level they're on. They know the game. There are no consequences for your actions. You wake up and you're like ah oh, level 2. Sweet. That's the whole movie. Yeah. That's crazy. There's a great line in it where some guy after he finishes eating spits on the table and the other person looks at him horrified and goes like why did you do that? And goes, it only goes down to the lower people anyway. Who cares? It's like, well, what if the people up there did that? And it's like, they probably do the bastards. <laughs> yeah, that's a good summary of humanity, isn't it? And people would walk all over the table and spit things back up and smash glass into the food. And it's just like, people were dicks to each other. Wow. Well, it is a prison. So I suppose that makes sense. Like, they're all in there for a reason, right? It's not some weird, oh, yeah, I just got trapped. It's not like the cube. It's unexplained. It sounds like some people were put in there because it was prison and other people signed up for it. Wait, no, that's way more interesting. What? Someone signed up. The main character in it is in there because at the end he gets a degree. In what? I don't know. He gets a degree in going to prison? It's also a movie where everything is worded weird because I think it was originally in French ah. or in some but, other foreign country, but they've dubbed it. Oh, so it's actually so dubbed. You, it's yeah, not so even you, rewritten. It's not subtitled, it's dubbed, but some of the wording of things sound weird because of how the Lost in Translation did not translate properly. Yeah. I don't know how you say this in your language. Um, mm. Earth ear? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, no, I didn't think it would translate. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a movie that I got to the end of it and I was like, what exactly is the point of this? Is this a commentary on capitalism or the 1% or what, what's Humanity? the deal? 
and how you just randomly turn up and you'll be in a class system of whatever, depending on where you, you dropped, mm. and then you despise other people because they weren't. That's what I got out of what you just told me. That <laughs> and um, people love spitting on things. But it is interesting, though, to watch in the movie because it follows the main guy over a course of a couple of months. So he wakes up on several different levels. And so they give you the range of the different levels. He wakes up on level 200. He wakes up on level 6. I think when it starts off, he's on level 38. So you do get to see how different all of the levels are. I love movies like that just for like picturing the pitch meeting where they walked in and went, you know what? It's a prison. And there's just a whole bunch of food at the top. But then it goes down by levels. So what, the hardened criminals are at the bottom? No, it's random! <laughs> Why didn't they just use the descending table as a as a tunnel to get to the higher level? They can't! <laughs> it's not part of the movie! Well, it's the thing, even those who try are despised by the ones on the higher level because they don't want to share the resources they get on that level. Which makes sense, yeah. If you're on level 5 and love someone from level 6 wants to come up, you're like, no, fuck this dude. Like, I don't want him on mine. And then what if he climbs up there? Then he's higher than me? Yeah, I think this is just a, yeah, very see-through... Uh, uh, pull apart of your yeah, class warfare because the one point that they do try and hammer into you is if everybody only ate their fair share then the food would make it to the bottom uh-huh. like if the first people only just took enough so they could have the calories they needed to survive everyone and let the food fine. down everyone would be fine but then how people also react like well no screw them and you know forget them and screw them because the idea that plagues them is like when you're on like level two or something you're like fuck this is awesome I'm getting brand new food mm. I'm gonna eat as much as I can because next month I might be on like level 150 and food never gets down there so once again because of the preppers I gotta buy stuff now yeah it's probably a good metaphor for the preppers that's why this is probably coming out now it's against preppers it is it's anti-prep awesome I figured out the point of this movie now alright <laughs> I'm glad and that's probably why it's been released now and it's doing so well yeah if you want to watch that it's, it's an interesting movie and I haven't even really spoiled the plot yet I've just given like the overview which is cool alright so we're doing the page 2019-20 coronavirus pandemic because technically it started I did see a documentary on this recently but I don't know how recently they made the documentary they went through when it was discovered which was December they yes found it in December 2019 here so that's pretty gosh darn recently and then they had Chinese New Year and they talked about how they prepared Wuhan and then like how China reacted afterwards and the documentary ended with well China did a great job at wrapping this whole pandemic up um so it's just up to the other countries to see how they deal with it I'm like wait what you guys did this was clearly made and edited before everyone was put in lockdown <laughs> it is weird to think that all of this happened because someone was just like you know what i'm kind of hungry i might have a bat i want to know is that true i don't necessarily know if that's specifically true but i think the general idea is somebody in a market in Wu ate something that was like some fucked up creature from this stupid wet market and that's how the disease went around it doesn't really matter if it was a bat or a lizard or a snake but that is definitely someone ate something gross that is definitely how because you know how like people go our AIDS happened because someone had sex with a monkey Mm. not true not true at all but enough people say it because it sounds funny is that not true I've always kind of believed that mostly because I wanted to yeah you see everyone wants to believe no comedically that's funny they chopped up chunks and they fed 
fed it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah, comedically, <laughs> that's hysterical. And just for a public service amount, don't have sex with like orangutans or apes. Mm. They are stronger than you and their feet are hands. Think of what they could grab while you're doing that. There's no way you're leaving that intact. You're not going to find that a pleasurable experience. So enough people made the joke that some dude made a uh, bowl of soup so bad that it destroyed the world's economy. Because that is essentially what people are saying. Someone ate a bat. I've seen pictures of people eating bats. That people are saying that's what it's about. I want to know, is that actually what happened? Or is this just xenophobia as per usual? Well, I think it's pretty much known as fact that the origin point is Wuhan in China. Yes. And I was pretty sure that they had like put it down to at least the marketplace that it was. Crazy. But they sell lots of crazy shit there, so it could have been from anything. They could probably limit down whether it was, like, what type of creature it might or might not be. They might be like, well, you wouldn't catch this from a bird, so... Which they did say that... I have seen things saying that they've found other coronaviruses and diseases in bats. So, yeah, it's the bats are known for having a version of coronavirus. So if someone ate it and it managed to latch onto them, boom, this would all go crazy. And I have seen footage of people eating bats. You know when you see <clears> something... Like, well, that confirms it, but I wish I didn't see that ever. I never need to see someone eating a freaking bat. That's the thing, like, go back to even 2019. If you had said to me, like, hey, Ben, here's a fried bat. Do you want to eat it? I'd be like, no, I'm going to catch some weird disease that no one's ever heard of. (laughs) It might shut down the whole world. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Garth, before you feed that to me, did you think about the stock market? (laughs) But I don't know. It all kind of reminds me of... There's that story of that guy who licked a snail and got some brain parasite from it. Yes. And then became a quadriplegic. I think it was some guy in Sydney. I remember reading the article. You wouldn't think that doing something stupid like licking a snail, the punishment would be that high. I would think at most I would throw up. Like your body would kick it out. It's a parasite, which means it could be anywhere. I heard, I don't know if I've said this before, but I heard that there's a parasite that all cats have. It's like a, kind of like a flea thing. And what it does is it attaches to anything. If you live in an area... Parasite gets on everything. And what it does is it's designed or it exists because of mice. If a mice gets this parasite, it reduces its fear. Mm. So mice don't get scared as easily, which means it's easier for the cat to catch them because they don't react with fear. So if you have enough cats around you, you lose fear. I don't know how true this is, but that's why they say the the crazy cat lady. Because if you have too many cats, you are just coated in this parasite and you're way too parasitic. That's why you can't have too many. And that's why they're just crazy women because they have no fear. I don't know how true that is. No, I have heard of that. It's called Toxoplasma Gandhi. Hey! I actually know of it, yeah. It's a name. It's a real thing. I remember hearing about it and going like, fuck, I have a cat. Does that mean I got this stupid thing now? It just means you're more brave than others. Is that me though? Am I more fearless? Would you say I'm a fearless person? Yeah, but not in like the bold way. In more <laughs> like the you're unaware that there are things you should be afraid of way. <laughs> which is in line with the parasite. <laughs> I'm brave. I go out without wearing a face mask. Yeah. Have you been sporting the face mask recently? Hell no. We had face masks on the farm and we all said, nah, that's stupid. I'm not a sissy. I did actually find like, because you can't really buy face masks anywhere. And it hit me all of a sudden where it's like, huh, I actually have face masks. Because if I can take you back into the past, if you remember, we were shooting a little sketch called Things You Wouldn't Want to Hear from a Doctor. Hey! And we had bought like random little props. And one of the things I had bought was a packet of these face masks. 
Because, yeah, they were easy to get and cheap back in the old days. Yes. Oh, my God, you've been sitting on a gold mine. And there's a thing, like, in this thing, I think there's actually 30 face masks that were in there. When we were making the sketch, I think we used two or three. Yes. Because <laughs> why would we need more than that? So I've actually got this surplus of face masks that... Have been sitting around sitting just waiting there. to be used. Yeah, I still don't use them. Yeah. We haven't got to that stage yet in Australia. It's, in fact, they even said don't use them because you're more likely to catch it from having a face mask. Well, that's the thing I've heard with face masks is you're actually more likely to catch it, but if you have it, it will stop you from spreading it to others. See, I heard it's that um, because it gets wet and it doesn't actually stop. And this thing is uh, apparently the coronavirus is more about touching things than getting airborne. You make contact with something, then you touch your face. And if you have a mask on, you're very likely to touch your face. And then you've also got this perfect wet insulated environment that's perfect for a virus to uh, live in Mm. under the mask. So it doesn't protect you from the airborne because it's not really an airborne thing. It's a touch thing. So that's what I've heard. But once again, there's so much misinformation. Who knows? I mean, I saw a lady out the other day that made me laugh where she was got the whole face mask on and rubber gloves, but then she needed to make a phone call. So she touched her phone, put it to her Her face face, and then lifted her face mask down so (laughs) she could talk to the person. Oh, that's hilarious. And it's just like, oh honey, that's all pointless now. (laughs) You've completely ruined everything. You don't understand what quarantine means. I have become more self-conscious about my coughing in public now. Oh, don't you? Because, yeah, you got a cough going and, like, you know that it's coming and you're trying to subside it. So then your eyes start watering and people are like, wow, what's wrong with him? And then you just blurt and everyone loses their mind. But, yeah, people give you a lot more space out now. It's great. It's kind of like being a scary person because everyone's, like, afraid to get close to you. I mean, this is the closest thing we'll get to a zombie apocalypse anyway. I know, right? We're all spreading the disease, but it's a little more boring. It really is. That's pretty much this whole pandemic. Everyone's like, well, let's go watch TV, I guess. Oh yeah, I'm making a list of like movies that I've always wanted to watch that I've never gotten around to. Oh, that's a really good idea. I'm watching every movie ever made in order of actors' name alphabetically. So a lot of Aaron Eckhart movies at the start. So far, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is a long page. Oh wow. Like if you have a look how long that is. Oh my God, that's a lot of stuff for something that just happened. I know, considering this didn't even exist like a year ago. Yeah, this is a very new page. When we started this (laughs) and we said we're going to do every page we didn't consider other pages are going to be put on wikipedia that is one thing i think of when we first started this because i knew we were going to do a bunch of eclectic things you know all the random episode names and i always thought like oh it would be so great to be able to see what are the names of all the episodes that we do to see everything that we covered but i think back then if i could have looked through the name i would have got to this episode and gone whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. what's this pandemic thing <laughs> 1920 pandemic wait what <laughs> oh if to see in the future. So what have they even got in the contents? Because we've wasted a lot of time on this, so we're only going to get through a few of these things. Oh, xenophobia and racism. <laughs> see, I told you there'd be something. Yeah, there'd be something fun. This will be the funny part. I think that's sort of calmed down at the moment because everyone's now equally a problem. But at the beginning of this, there was kind of this feeling of like, eh, maybe steer away from Chinese people for a little. There was always Chinese people with masks. And I am not a racist. I know that all these people, because I was surrounded by people, especially at work who were losing their minds over this when it was coming up and I'm just in that mode of like settle down it's like a flu it'll blow over it's not going to affect us in anything we do boy was I wrong 
Oh, well, we were all wrong. Except the complete paranoid schizophrenic delusional preppers, everyone was wrong. But then the first time, like, even though I'm like, no one around here has it, settle down. And then I went out in public and I saw, like, an Asian person with a mask on. I did have that, don't get too close, Garth. (laughs) Oh, God. Afterwards, I felt like a real dick. But I think what curved the whole racism thing is that after Chinese people were spreading it, Italians were spreading it. And no one's going to attack the Italians because they will beat the crap out of you. It's the same as what happened with Jesus. Everyone makes fun of Jews for killing Jesus. No one makes fun of the Romans. No one goes, hey, Italians, you crucified our Lord and Savior. Everyone's like, hey, shut up, man. That guy will kick your ass. So I think the Italians have been covering for the Chinese. I know Donald Trump for a while was calling it the China virus. Yeah, the Chinese flu, the Chinese virus, which is a very clever marketing. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't like China. China. This Chinese flu. Ah, yeah, that's it. It wasn't the China virus. It was the China virus. Yeah, because you get it in your China. (laughs) Oh, he's an idiot. There are times when, like, I do hear Donald Trump talking about coronavirus and he's like, Mike Pence is in charge of it. And it's like, oh, well, you guys are fucked. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But at the same time, I get worried about that of just like, look, every country has to solve this or we're all going to be stuck in lockdown forever. Because if we solve it here and Donald Trump's still fucking around with it over there, then we still got to stay closed. Oh, yeah, everything's screwed. Which it was fun to watch him make a big statement about, oh, it's fine, we're going to release everything and then they jumped to number one contracting country but he was putting it in lockdown and then um, the stock market plummeted so he needed to do something so it could spike up a little bit so that all his friends could liquidate their assets and several thousand people died because of that action but you know like their portfolio is safe now yeah some guys made a couple of extra bucks yeah some billionaires made a couple of extra bucks right? I mean not a noticeable amount for them but enough yeah it's like to us a lot but to them like you know like that way they'll be fine when they, they can have an extra pool that they could have for their cat if their cat ever decided it wanted to swim <laughs> the Chinese have actually done a really good job with this and okay I'm just gonna, where's that soapbox ah oh, here it is Alright, just standing on my soapbox. This problem, people have blamed the Chinese on it. We've all heard the stupid right winger, I'm sending my bill to China because they think they're so clever. If you want to blame anyone for this, we have to blame anyone who's ever bought something from China because it was cheaper. That is actually what this has all been occurred from. The reason their populations are so densely populated is because of the factories, which is a third world economy, every one of us has been taken advantage of so that that way we get cheaper stuff. Like, you know, when they, people brag like, oh, you bought a legitimate phone battery? This one's like 20 bucks cheaper. Yeah, that's why everyone's in lockdown right now because <laughs> you had to have the cheaper battery because it was more important to you to have a cheaper battery than everyone gets paid a proper wage. Yeah, but if you gave me the choice between global pandemic and paying five times more for my iPhone, I'd probably pick the global pandemic. Oh yeah, like I'm actually not seeing too much of a downside to it. Like It's not treating me unharshly. <laughs> and I mean, because everyone essentially, whether you have a job or not, everyone's going to be on the dole for the next six months. Because even if you have a job, your work's getting paid the dole for you. Everyone is on Centrelink benefits. And I just want to say to those people, why don't you pull yourself up by the bootstraps? Mm-hmm. You know, like just go out there and find work that's what we did when I was a kid like maybe if you stopped having avocados you could afford a house 
<laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> Soapbox, goodbye. I hope that aroused some some uh, anger. <laughs> probably did. Most of what you say probably does. Or no one takes you seriously. One of the two. It's, yeah. Sometimes it's both at the same time, and it's just like, that's the dream. And that's one thing I would say that applies to not only our podcast, but any other, like, douchebags out there that feel that they have a valid opinion about this. Just listen to doctors and scientists. Yeah, let's go with that one. Don't listen to any of, of our advice. We will give you plenty of advice throughout this podcast. We already have. But we know we're idiots. Yeah. Always <laughs> cough on people when you first meet them to assert your dominance. And if they cough back, you open your mouth twice as wide and you cough twice as hard. And then you settle it with a handshake. That's right. And a face rub. First you spit in your hands to make it official. Then you shake hands. Then you rub it on your face. And then you go and lick doorknobs. All right. This has been another vital information by Garth Remington. What's this about this hashtag that trended called uh, Chinese don't come to Japan? Sorry. Hashtag Chinese don't come to Japan. That's a long hashtag. It is. So I can't believe it trended. That's a thing that I think we often forget about as white people. Is we forget that other races can be racist too. We think that we own racism. Yeah, well, because we're the only ones who can be called <laughs> racists, right? Mm. Like, we can't call other people racist. And when something happens that's racist, you just assume it's a white person. But no, like, Japanese and Chinese people do not like each other. So if you're a Chinese person trying to make it in Japan, is that hard? I reckon so. I reckon it'd be a lot harder than if you're a white person trying to make it in Japan. Like, they've got beef. Huh. It goes a long way back. Yeah, they do have history, those two. Because you could say it's like England and France, but England and France get along a lot better than the Chinese and the Japanese. <laughs> bad things happened in very recent history between China and Japan. So that's I don't know, some bad things happened in history between America and Japan. True, but not as much as what I, happened with China. I can think of two big things, at least. Yeah, two days that particularly shine in history in Nagasaki <laughs> and Hiroshima. It was bright. But yeah, you'd be amazed how uh, economies can fix things like that. Plus, they're not right next to each other. Like, there's a whole ocean between them. It's like that relative you don't like, but you get along with them all right because you don't see them too much. Only special occasions. Look, I only have to deal with Uncle Jimmy for Christmas and Easter. That's fine. He's fine there. Just tell the kids never to go to a second location with him. (laughs) But if you live next to Uncle Jimmy, you be hashtagging don't let him come by here. Just for the note in this episode, that's two pedophile jokes we've made. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that's just... (laughs) And that's China, apparently? (laughs) Ah, topical. I know, I did see something else in the contents up here as well. Yeah, misinformation. Let's see if we can help spread some more of this. Okay, misinformation related to the pandemic consists of conspiracy theories and disinformation. Can you believe that misinformation consists of disinformation? (laughs) I was just thinking when we read that where it highlights conspiracy theories, because so you can link to that page, and I'm like, we did that page! We did, didn't we? We still haven't done disinformation. That sounds like something we should be doing. Is that a good page? This is just the time where we're like sourcing future episodes so just bear with us for a bit. This is weird because it says part of a series on war. Disinformation is false or misleading information that is spread deliberately to deceive. History, battle space, weapons? Oh, now we're living. Is weapons a different page? That just brings you to the page for weapons. Yeah. (laughs) There's another episode. We got two. (laughs) You never want to be the guy who has his picture 
picture on the disinformation page. How do you even know that's the real guy? Exactly. It could be anyone. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are there any misinformation or conspiracy theories that you've heard? Because uh, well, I did read that email we got before, which to those who weren't crystal clear, like when hearing that, we did play along with it, but that is a total scam. If you got that email, delete it. I did get some South African lady. It was this audio file that got sent around. It appeared in my uh, messenger and apparently a lot of people have got it. It's some lady telling you, like, if you just, like, wash your hands and boil water. There's a lot about boiling water. You don't want to pour boiling water on yourself. Well, yeah, no. No, no. No, but there's, a, like, she went on about all the stuff you got to do and apparently it's all just totally bogus. Yeah, I did hear about people, like, drinking hydrochloride or something like that. Or... Oh, yeah, you don't want to do that. Oh, yeah, and there's the, the snake oil that Trump religious advisor was trying to sell, which then went and sold out in America because some Christian guy said this will heal it. And it turns out it's completely bogus. <laughs> uh, so what they say here is that it's <coughs> not related to the SARS virus. Can you believe that? Turkmenistan. Doesn't that sound like a fake country? It does a little. Turkmenistan? That sounds like you've just taken a bunch of countries and shoved their names together. Oh, there have been people who have been selling at home tests as well. Oh, that's right. There's been a whole bunch of uh, yeah home tests that don't work. Yeah, home tests, supposed preventatives, and miracle cures. And miracle is in quotes. When they ever put something in quotes, you know they don't believe you. Yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> They're like, he said this, not me. Quotation marks are very sarcastic. Every time I've ever used air quotes, you know the tone you're using. <laughs> I mean, I have heard the conspiracy theory that this has been spread on purpose as a form of population control. I did hear China's won World War Three without firing a single shot. But ah, oh, we're forgetting the greatest of the conspiracy theories. Or I should say the truth. Because we all know that you don't have to wear a mask or gloves because coronavirus is spread by the 5G network. Yes, I have heard that one. That is awesome. I've also seen footage of 5G towers in Britain being torn down and set on fire because people actually believe this. Well, 4G just caused cancer. This one causes corona. Well, they did say that 5G would be faster and Which cancer does spread very slowly. But hey, this coronavirus has spread really quickly. Oh, that's what it's known for, the spreading. Gone around the world at record speed. Like, do you reckon we should put it in our MBN network? <laughs> Just cough into the wires? That should do it, right? That's a special kind of stupid. We're learning all kinds of things about humanity through this. Like, how stupid are people? They think it's going to be spread by 5G and that we're all going to run out of toilet paper. Because when I saw all the toilet paper was selling out, the first thing I thought is, wait, diarrhea is not a symptom, is it? Because <laughs> I'm way more scared of it if it is. Yeah, I absolutely. That's a serious problem. I can be, like, snotty on, on the couch watching TV. Yeah, I'll cough. It'll be irritating. But if you have to get up every 30 seconds to go, like, do something that's really uncomfortable, like, I don't want to spend my sick days in the toilet. Can I send... I want to be in a little blanket cocoon watching my stories. But there are people who seriously do believe this 5G thing. If you are one of those people, just keep in mind that 5G only exists in, like, four countries. And the coronavirus has appeared in over 100. You figure that out. I'm not saying that your conspiracy that the waves are damaging to people, but I'm pretty sure, and you can quote me on this, coronavirus is not spread by radio waves. The dead giveaway should be that it started in Wuhan, China, and what are the odds that they have a 5 like G, G network. network in Wuhan, China? Yeah. If they're eating bats, they're probably a little behind on it, technology. It's not an internet kind of country. <laughs> yeah, because even in the good parts of China, they don't have the internet. They have their Chinese internet. The intranet. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of sadness about this. It like, doesn't have wiki review or Pornhub. I know. 
The two things that will get everyone through the, the pandemic. That's all I care about on the internet. <laughs> Do you know one thing that I have become a pro at in, in this time? Video games. I'm so glad you went that route. I wasn't yeah. sure what you, what you were about to say then. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, this doesn't link back to the Pornhub thing, does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I moved on from that joke. <laughs> oh, all I watch on the internet is Pornhub. Hey, that reminds me. You know what I'm really good at right now? Oh, Ben, I do not like where this is going. So yeah, video games, you've gotten into them. Yeah, as a coincidence, just before this started, my brother lent me his Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so I've been getting into that one particular game, Mario Maker 2. Oh, is this where you make Mario levels? Yeah, you can make Mario levels. I love playing the Infinite Mario at first, where you can just play like endless levels. But I really got into like the level creator and stuff like that. And that is really fun. I've actually started putting like levels up on there. Oh, sweet. So look out for the wiki review Ben levels. Yeah, I'll put like the level codes inside the show notes so you can like check out my levels if you want. And I'll do that with any future ones because I've spent a lot of time at home. I'm going to have like a lot of these (laughs) crazy levels because I've done some with themes. I did one that was an auto Mario, which is where you just play it by putting down the controller and the level just completes itself. Whoa. What happens if you move it? Then you don't complete the level. So the only way to complete the level is to not move. Is to not move. That's... Oh, that'd do your head in. <laughs> How many times before you just give up or like you go to get a snack and you come back you're like, oh, I did it. Oh, oh, that's so, oh my gosh. I mean, on this, he moves through an entire course of like being sprung around by springs and jumping and falling onto platforms that move. And if you budge it all, it'll screw the whole thing up. And Screws work. the whole thing up. That's awesome. It's a whole intricate chain reaction. And I also made one based on the movie series Saw. You're familiar with those movies, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. One of the main things in that movie is that you have to hurt yourself yeah. in order to get out. So what I did was I made a series of puzzles that you go through where the only way out is to hurt yourself. You want to play a game? Yeah. It's me. You want to play a game, Ma? And I'm proud of the level too because there's arrows that tell you which way to go. And there are some places where it looks like you can just easily walk to the end, but it's a trap. So you have to follow the instructions in order to make it through the level. Oh, just like in Sword. If you try yes. to go outside it, yeah. Yeah, it looks oh like you can break the rules, but you can't. I've <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> oh, wow. You're going a little crazy, a little cuckoo in here, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I am. It's when you start thinking of, like, I just want to torture people. <laughs> you know you spent too much time at home. <laughs> oh, thank God Garth's coming over. Oh, uh, there was part of one you were coming over where I was just like, oh, my God, someone new to talk to. That's awesome. If you wouldn't mind talking to Shannon for a while, she needs another person, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's definitely figuring out what it is like to be a dog. What's happening outside? What's happening? Outside. Oh, it's just the postman. Oh, yeah. And he's gone now. Bye, Mr. Postman. Oh, yeah, if a car drives down my street, I'm all just like, who's that? Who's that? What's that? What's huh? that? Get here. You don't live here. Go away. Go away. <laughs> yeah, stay away from my property. I defended us. <laughs> What's that smell? I'm going to find where that smell's coming from. Should we talk at all about prevention? Because that's one of the topics here. I think we should get into that. That might help. This well, might be an actual helpful part of the episode. All right. Well, they give like six things here. And apparently they go into more in depth. But yeah, it sounds like you can just go through the surface of these. So I just set us up with like, we're going to actually give information that's going to help people. And you're like, we'll just read the chapter titles. The chapter titles are things like hand washing. Of course, you've got to wash your hands. 
Surface cleaning. Clean your surfaces. See, we can go down to it where it's like... No, see, there's I, a lot I, I of reading like, there. I, I wasn't saying we're not going to do your, your style where we just read the titles. That was fine by me. I just wanted to point out <laughs> just how unhelpful we are as like beings, entities mm. on any level. I was always pretty good with washing hands because I'm a bit funny with my hands. Like when this very first started and everyone was like, you got to wash your hands. That was a big wave of everyone going, shouldn't you have already been doing that? Everyone, wash your hands. I grew up on a chicken farm. Where your hands are constantly covered in like crap. So uh, yeah, I have a thing about washing my hands too. Hygiene's kind of important because they're your hands. They touch your food. They also touch things that butts have touched. Fix that. But hand sanitizer is new to me. Like I could count the amount of times on my hands that I've used hand sanitizer before this pandemic. Now it's just like all the time. Anytime I leave the house, I've got like three or four sprays. There's always someone standing there with hand sanitizer going, can I sanitize you, sir? My uh, shopping center, they, it's a auto spray where you put your hand in it, it goes... Pfft. So it sprays, which is really cool. Yeah. So it's almost like a ride. It kind of encourages me to do it. So on the way in, I go, Psk, yeah, cool. And Ellen, Psk, yeah, that's cool. But then I went to a different shopping center and it wasn't a Psk spray. It was a gloop. Mm. So you go up to it, you put your hand on it and it puts the gloop down automatically so you don't touch anything. And if you look at the ground underneath it, there's just this pile of gloop <laughs> from people who clearly missed it. And I'm like, how could you do that? So I put my hand under it, wave back and then it drops on the floor. <laughs> I totally mistimed it. It's going to be the cleanest patch of floor ever. Exactly. You could lick that floor. <laughs> so yeah, And the hand sanitizer, because we've got that at my work. I'm only there one day a week now. But the toilets at work are shit amongst a bunch of different businesses. One of them is an off-site Chinese restaurant kitchen. So, these Chinese guys, who are very Chinese, they speak Chinese, they are Chinese, they're out the front smoking cigarettes that are clearly Asian cigarettes, like, they don't speak English. They're, like, really Chinese, right? And I'm cool with that. Doesn't mean they have the disease, right? I'm not racist! But then I have to use the same bathroom as them, right? And this bathroom is disgusting to start with. Like, I walk down there, and it's not them, It was. it's always been horrible before they even moved in. So this is a disgusting bathroom and I've suddenly become very aware of like if I have to sit down. Ironically, the one thing that changed around at that toilet, there would never be toilet paper like because it's used by a bunch of different people. No one restocks it. When the toilet paper started disappearing in the pandemic started, suddenly our toilet was full of toilet paper and it's never been without since. But I need it because I have to like put it all down. Like, I'm not touching that seat with myself. It's just like all over the floor. The whole room is just coated in toilet paper you've just put down. <laughs> I've basically made a padded room for myself. Yeah. Because yes. I'm not crazy. So now when I come back from the bathroom, even if I don't touch anything, I go out of my way to only use like one finger to open the door and the other door and to turn the tap. And then when I come back, I hand sanitize. And yeah, I'm not, I haven't been a hand sanitizer before. In fact, I've heard people say how bad it is for you to do that. After six months, we're going to find some weird shit happening to people. It will break down. And your immune system in ways well i know it was a thing of like you're not really meant to use it a lot and it goes for the same for antibacterial Works. soaps as well is you don't want to be constantly killing the germs on your hands because then they get replaced with bad germs mm. yeah and your healthy germs they take time to build up so you want to make sure that they build up but at the time when we've got a pandemic going around it's sort of like well you're more likely to have corona if you mm. it's better you to just do yeah. this but yeah it creates an uh imbalance in the bacteria so you need to have like inner health plus or something but like for your outside so you need like outer health plus have you had your outer health plus today uh, like the ad see or it could be your cult i used to drink that i was part of the your cult cult i was too my mom decided it would help me i think it did it, it turns out that mostly you're fine without things like your cult unless you have 
like an imbalance. Yeah, and it turns out that having that thing doesn't fix all the other crap you put in your body. Yeah. Oh, most people who ha- think that they have an imbalance just eat garbage. Oh, yeah, I, I totally do. And that was my problem, too. It's just like, well, I felt better when I stopped eating garbage all the time. <laughs> and, like, something like that doesn't fix it. There are other things you can do that are more extreme to try and bring it back to balance, but you're just putting a hat on a turd. There is no person on this planet who needs to eat a Big Mac and have a Yakult. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't fix it. You're wasting your cult. Give it to someone who could use it. So the next thing they suggest, surface cleaning. We all need to clean surfaces. Which, okay, I was down for the hand washing, but like, I'm not going to clean. No, I have actually been cleaning surfaces, but that's mostly because I've been stuck at home for so long. <laughs> My office is now like really well organized. It used to be like crap everywhere. That's Like crazy. all our filming equipment was just like spread all over the office. <laughs> and now it's all like in neat piles and organized. And, and I even got it down now that you could literally say, get me this piece of equipment and I would know exactly where it is. That's unprecedented. I know. You know me with finding stuff. I can never do that. Yeah, you, that's like not your thing. Half our production time is me looking for a tripod or something. Now you know where it is. That's yeah. pretty cool. Now, I'm going through the same thing. I'm cleaning out my office at home. But all that means is I've made the rest of the house more gross because I've just got all crap everywhere. Because I am a hoarder and it's just boxes and bags. I have tins and plastic bags. And it wasn't till I started pulling everything out that I started to see why I've been called a hoarder so much. Because <laughs> I, until you actually see how many bags I've saved up, because they're good bags. <laughs> you know, they're not the sort of bag you can throw out. It's a good quality bag. And the boxes too. I can't get rid of these tins because they're really nice tins. I have no use for them, but they're really nice. And yeah, I think I have a problem because now the house is just worse because I've been trying to clean, but all I've been doing is just playing with my stuff that I found that I thought I lost. I actually found a collection I had of old shopping bags. And this is like shopping bags from way back when they still weren't using the recycled material. Do you remember those old school plastic bags that we used to get? Yeah, I found a whole collection of them. Oh, wow. Vintage. Yeah, it brought me back. I'm like, oh my God, you can't even get these anymore. (laughs) It's a rare collector's edition. Yeah, I wanted to take them into Woolworths and be all like, you remember these guys? (laughs) You gave them to me. Don't pretend it didn't happen. I'd like to get a refund. Now, I believe you charge a dollar for bags. Oh, they just used to hand them out like crazy. You could get things double bagged. Yeah. That wasn't an issue. Yeah. In fact, sometimes they'd show the initiative and just, oh, we're just going to double bag this for you. We don't want no problem. Oh, there was nothing like the feeling of buying a fun-sized Mars bar in a plastic bag. But plastic bags flowing in the wind used to be something you'd see all the time and now you don't. That is true. You don't. <laughs> in fairness, like you did used to see that a lot. I did. <laughs> it was... They were like our tumbleweeds. Or was it the <clears throat> most beautiful thing I've ever seen? That movie did not help the environment. American Beauty was not helpful to the whole recycling program. Good movie though. Oh, hell yeah. Kevin Spacey. Good on him. Playing a guy who's not gay. <laughs> Alright, so our hands are washed and all our surfaces are cleaned. Now we got to put on face masks and respiratory hygiene. So that means like cleaning your breath, I guess. Tic Tacs? Floss, maybe? Mouthwash? Then when I went to the dentist, they did make me use mouthwash. Yeah? And plus at every checkpoint, like you get the person who takes the booking, the person who lets you in, and the dentist. At every single checkpoint, you get those usual questions of, have you been overseas? Do you have any flu-like symptoms? So they are asking you, and it's like that, I just told the last person. Nothing's happened in the last five minutes. That's the thing. There's, I just told the last person, but at the same time, I get it. Because they're just like, well, if one person forgot to ask me, at least the other two did. We're in this time where everything 
everything's forgivable. Mm. Everyone's like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter your business is failing. Okay, this person has to ask me five times the same question. That's fine. The government's actually, everything they're doing, which is totally necessary, is also highly illegal. Like, it's outside of their powers, but it needs to be done, so they're doing it. And later on, we'll have problems with that. But everyone's like, it's understandable. Like, right just now, I'm there like, you know, the government's, like, abusing their power. But, like, you know, it's just, we have to put up with these things right now. Well, I figure as humans we're not really good at preventing problems oh no always been terrible at that what we're good at though is fixing problems after it's all gone to shit the rebuilding thing yes we won't stop a house fire but once that fire has knocked out that house completely we'll rebuild the fuck out of it it will be on the market the next day so as far as this coronavirus goes is we've just got to get through it and yes a lot of shit is going to get fucked up because of it but then after this is all over we'll fix it because that's what we do that's right we're not going to prevent anything even if you know if we do this it's going to end up badly it's just going to end up badly that's what people do and i'm just going to put this out there this is my personal prediction they're going to do whatever lockdowns they're going to do whatever quarantine it's not going to stop it it's a virus Mm. we're all going to get it we're eventually a lot of people are going to die it's going to be really sad really horrible most of us will survive and then it'll just be another thing that we have I don't think they're necessarily trying to stop it so much as slow it. That's what I mean. Like, all they ever talked about is trying to slow the spread so that the hospitals aren't over, like... Overdone, yeah. Yeah, but what it means is everyone's going to get it. I think I've heard numbers as high as 60% of the population is going to get it. No, I mean, like, everyone's going to get it. It's going to be like the flu. It's going to be one of those things. We can't stop it. My question is, is, like, let's say right at the beginning of this, like, I had just flown home from Wuhan, China. I was on that plane where they first like you've got it you were ground zero yeah they tested me they're like ben you got corona you're positive i spent my two weeks in a hotel got my second test like ben you're over it does any of this quarantine shit apply to me or do i get to be like i already had it oh yeah are you immune now are you immune once you've had it because a virus usually works like that is that how a virus works yeah that's why vaccines are a thing you can't catch the same virus twice unless it mutates i thought that was a disease not a virus because viruses do mutate constantly and therefore you can't. I don't really know. Well, it has to mutate a significant amount for your immunity mm. not to work. So then, and I think the immunity only applies for like a year or two. That's why you got to get more than one tetanus shot. Okay, I, this is how I answer it then. Yes, you will not be affected again. So technically you should remain in quarantine, but you can still spread it. But how can I spread it? I've been cleared from it. Yeah, well, you can still have it on you. It's just not going to like get in your system and hurt you. Oh. But you still, yeah, you'd be a carrier, which means that you're immune. You can walk into the worst corona, most coronavirus-y building room in the world where everyone's just like coroned up and you can be like, hey guys, want to hang? High five. But you are going to spread it to other people. Because there is part of me that wonders like, what if I just got it? I did my two weeks in quarantine. I avoided everyone for that whole time. Then is this whole like lockdown shit over for me? Can I just go back to normal? Can I just, yeah, can I go skateboarding? Because I'll get the flu if it means I'll go back to normal. (laughs) I know what I'm saying is incredibly naive because if I end up in like a hospital like dying of this thing yeah i would hate that but if you survived it which a lot of people are surviving it because they're you know people survive what about those people yeah what are they doing right now are they like can i just you know can i go back to the beach like can you get like a special pass like i have survived the coronavirus little like get out of 
jail free card. So like the cops pull you over and you're like, it's okay, I got one of the cards. They're like, oh, oh, no, no, you've done your duty. You're right. Yeah, can Tom Hanks go to Starbucks still? I reckon he should be allowed to. Can we pass a law that says <laughs> that Tom Hanks can go to Starbucks now? <laughs> Alright, so what else we got? Social distancing. Stand away from each other. What's which, that like a 1.5 meters that they're all saying? Which it's up to two meters, isn't it? Or is it still 1.5? I don't know, I've heard 1.5. That's what the floor in the shopping center says. Okay, but then they also said two meters. I saw ads that said 1.5, then I saw ads that said two meters. I don't know, I guess it depends where you go. Maybe in the really bad places it's now two. I don't know, how far can a disease jump? Depends on the disease. Like the jumping Mexican disease, that can go a really long way. Like let's say I had corona and you were in the same room as me, but you managed to keep that two meter distance the whole time. Does that mean you're not going to get it? No, I still reckon you totally get it. If you're in the same room, you're probably stuffed. Once again, I don't actually know how it spreads because people said it's more touchy than breathy. But if you've been in a room, you've probably touched enough stuff. But like, I think it's just a percentage thing, really. Like if I was to stand two meters from someone who has coronavirus for long enough, I'd get it. I'd assume, especially if the wind blows the right way. But if you're just passing people, which I've been doing this thing where every time I walk past someone, I now hold my breath. I've done that a little too. Yeah. Whenever I got to break the rule and go within like that boundary of one and a half meters, I'm just like, hold your breath. Just hold my breath and I'll breathe out once we're past them. Admittedly, it's a little crazy, but it makes me feel better. Yeah. It gives you a game to play while you're doing it. So what else? They got self-isolation. So that's the same as social distancing as far as I'm concerned. And then containment and mitigation. Which is again the same as social isolating. That should be the result of containment and mitigation. They have this nice little graph here where it shows the curve being flattened without mitigation, with mitigation. It goes from a high curve to a long low curve. I get what they're doing, but it just means that we're all going to stay inside and we're all eventually going to get it. All they're doing is stopping the hospitals from being overloaded. I've got a new car to drive. (laughs) People got to die, people got to die. That's right. But I'm going to die in my new Corolla hybrid. (coughs) But no, that feels like as good a place as any to end this episode. Well, no, it's not really. Because we've got to talk about the biggest effect that this pandemic has had. I was on the radio. Yes. (laughs) Which is what we're all waiting to hear about. This is what the whole thing was about. I got to go on national radio. I did a cute little sketch. I was asked by Katrina Davison, the always amazing Katrina Davison, a very funny lady, uh, to do a Yorkshireman, which is a Monty Python sketch. You know, the one where they go, Luxury, we were so poor, blah, blah, blah. She wanted a coronavirus edition. So I did it. And then they played it on the uh, ABC uh, twice, uh, on Monday night and then uh, Saturday afternoon. And people have been getting in touch with me since. Uh, If anyone's listening to our podcast, this is your first episode listening to us since then, message us in. Um, If you found me, then you found a way to communicate with us. Let us know if you're like, ooh, Garth's so good. (laughs) Let us know if you think Garth's so good. (laughs) That applies for everyone all the time. If anyone thinks I'm so good, just let me know because I never tire of hearing that. (laughs) You are one of the more humble people I know. (laughs) Uh, But no, it is a good sketch. I did listen to it as well. It is very enjoyable. And we'll put a link into the show notes so... Everyone can have a listen. So everyone can have a listen. All right, Uh, so that's probably the biggest effect that the coronavirus has had. I got national airplay. Yeah, yeah. Congrats on being on radio, man. Because it's ABC radio, which is yes. big deal. Pretty big deal and a pretty big response. I got a lot of people responding to it. So I was 
really cool. So yeah, thanks for joining us if you're one of those people. In the last couple of episodes before Garth gets too big to do this podcast with me. Oh no, no, I got to do this to keep me humble. <laughs> this is what keeps me balanced and centered. But no, other than that, we do have a few of the show things to plug. We've got to do a rating. Oh, we haven't done a rating. Yeah, we've got to rate. Oh yeah, yeah. I was trying yeah. to cut you off before we got to the rating because then we couldn't... Um, once I always feel once we get to the rating, there's no time for new business. <laughs> like we're not allowed to bring up new topics. Well, that's the time on it, man. So we've overshot this. So okay. let's rate our page quickly. What would you give your rating? I'd rate this a hand sanitizer out of a possible fruit bat. Mainly because this shit's real, man. Like, this is like the sobering smell of hand sanitizer. Like, it's just so clinical. It doesn't smell appealing in any way, but you know it's important. And it's out of a fruit bat because, well, everyone says it started from a bat, but I grew up around bats. Like, we have a lot of bats here where we live. We have the biggest bat colony in the Southern Hemisphere right in our city. And they're like, hey, this is all about a bat. The whole thing is about bats, apparently, allegedly. I had fun. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. the page. It feels wrong to say I enjoyed it. Does it say that a bit, yeah. I would say, so I'm going to say that I enjoyed going over the current events and I enjoyed being filled with information that might be useful. There we are. In truth, I had the biggest laugh ever. This is the funniest crap that ever happened, man. Uh, they should have more pandemics. Don't play that bit. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Ben? All right, well, I'll give my rating out of 7 billion because there are 7 billion potential victims to this virus that are on this planet right now, which is all of us. That's people for those not keeping track. And so out of 7 billion, I'm going to give this page a one. Wow, that is the lowest rating I think you've ever given something. This is the lowest rating I've ever given something. And this is the only time I have ever said this about a Wikipedia page. I wish this fucking page didn't exist. Oh, I wish I thought of that. I wish there was no need for this page to exist. I fucking hate it. And it's not even in this whole like way of like, isn't it sad we got this disease? No, just on a personal level. <laughs> it's <laughs> not entertaining is, you. No, it, it's no, it's completely like crippled my life of not being able to go out and do stuff. And I'm not the only one. Like there are people who are really suffering through this. But what about us who are just kind of suffering? Exactly. We don't get to whinge that much. Like, you know, you're not allowed to whinge because there are people who have it worse than you. Yeah, it's like- Like I'm, me with my car. I'm not dying or anything. I'm just really bored. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to complain about boredom, isn't it? Mm. Oh, I've got nothing to do. I'm dying. Yeah, but at least you're doing something. So yeah, I wish there was no corona pandemic and there was no need to do this page. And right now we were just reviewing the Wikipedia page for like wagon wheels or something. That'd be a good page. We should have done that page. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, instead coronavirus. I would have even rather do corona beer. I wish you went first because you thought of a great way to deal with this. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to approach rating it. Because I'm like, well, we had a laugh. But uh, no, no, you're right. It shouldn't. We shouldn't have had to have done this. And that is the weirdest thing about all of this is I've lived a life and I've seen a few things happen in my time. Never seen anything like this. Yeah, I don't think anyone, nothing this big has ever happened in human history. Ever. It's a global lockdown. Everyone except Belarus and, and uh, Puerto Rico or someone has been told, go to your room. And I want to end this by telling everyone, this is our opportunity, whatever it is. 
You go home, you figure your thing out, and that's what you're working on. You got six months. We're go- it's going to be like Rocky Four, where we all go to that little cabin in the woods in the Russian snow, and we're all going to like train. Desire. And we're all going to come out with beards, all trained up in our thing, and we're just going to rock it. You want to be a rapper? You've got six months in ISO. You go in there, you figure out rapping. You want to be a bodybuilder? You lift those weights. You can't do anything else. That is true. You've got a lot of time on your hands. You now can't say you haven't got the time. Everyone, whatever your talent is, whatever that thing you want to do, now you do it. We all come out better. And that's the motivational bright side of this. <laughs> if there is a bright side. Whatever your project is, let us know. Like, communicate with us. However, I want to, maybe on the next episode, who knows how we do this, I'll read through some of the people's uh, little activities that they picked up on. And maybe we could get like a little collage, a lot of different people. Like, you know, if someone, make sure no one's doubling up. We don't what have... are you doing with your time? And Let if, us know. Yeah, if anyone says they're working on being a comedian, don't even bother. All <laughs> right, that's taken. And plus, it's really hard to get an audience these days. Yeah, and when the when the ban is lifted, oh, there's going to be some shows, and there's going to be such a scramble for every comedian. All right, now I guess it's time to plug all the stuff. Yeah, we can do that now. We're going to do that now. Okay, so we've got you can contact us on Facebook. We've got Instagram and Twitter. All of that's in the show notes. That's all humidor. Boom. You've got the email which we mentioned, wiki review podcast at gmail.com email us even if you're a scam we accept scam emails apparently we do we even read them out on air it turns out (laughs) yeah that's how desperate we are to read out something (laughs) from that mailbox yeah and you can find all of that at humidor.com.au that's the site i think that's everything yep find us on facebook um yeah check all guard stuff just check the show notes it's all written there yep all right well that's it so everyone stay safe and in case the world ends before we're able to record another episode and go into chaos it's been fun (laughs) well i've been ben grow i've been garth remington and we'll catch you on the next wiki review find humidor on facebook youtube twitter instagram and at humidor.com.au theme is i live for the bass drum by dj searle all other music by matt graw